I've lived my life for this moment. We as athletes breathe every breath of our careers for nights like WrestleMania. This is the culmination of everything I've ever worked for. WrestleMania is called the granddaddy of them all, and you stand on the grandest stage of them all. I've been waiting for this my whole life. There's really that X factor and intangible I can't explain. You just have to feel it. WrestleMania is the chance to live forever. WrestleMania is fever, man. WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. It's the uh, World Series of Wrestling. It's like the Olympic Games, the gold medal match. It's the tournament of all tournaments. 55,000 people are about to scream my name. That's an adrenaline rush every single time I step through that curtain. No matter how many times I'm here, I still get goosebumps. It doesn't get any bigger than WrestleMania. <laughs> everybody and welcome back to Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl. And dare I say it lads, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Not Christmas, not Thanksgiving, it is indeed Wrestlemania season. I am so excited about this upcoming weekend. And I say this upcoming weekend, I mean Wrestlemania... Whether you're there in attendance or whether you're a fan watching at home like me, it is a week-long event. There is so much wrestling on this week. And not just in WWE, there is wrestling on in pretty much every independent promotion you can think of. Not RCW this week, but we will be back next week. Good Friday, get your tickets. Actually, I think there was only like five left last time I checked, so by the time this goes out, they're probably all gone. But in the off chance that they're not all gone... Go over to eventbrite.ie and search Rebel County Wrestling and get your tickets if they are still available. Whilst they last, as people say. But, as I said, they might be gone by now. But anyways, whatever. (coughs) Not editing that cough out. Lads, I have been dying with a horrible cold since Saturday. So there will be a few pauses, I think, in this episode where I just need to let out a few coughs. I'm thankfully on the better end of it now. Um, it, It was really bad on Saturday. I uh, I was absolutely miserable this weekend, This well, last weekend, I suppose, by the time this comes out. It was horrible, and I've slowly been recovering throughout the week, but uh, not without not without some trials and tribulations, but whatever. I- I'm-, I'm feeling a bit better, but there is still a bit, of a-, a bit of a dry cough there, so just a heads up on that. But I'll do my best to contain it as much as I can. But yeah, lads, WrestleMania, it's just like, I tried watching the Super Bowl back in February, right? And I've tried to watch a few Super Bowls. And I appreciate it's it's a huge event and that millions of people, not just in the States, but around the world, like to watch that event and it, they, they get excited for it. You know, the whole year round, they're excited for it. Like, that's 
the big date in the American football calendar year. And like I'm a big, you know, association football or soccer for, you know, you Americans out there and some Irish as well. Uh, I, like I'm a huge, you know, actual football fan, I'm going to say. And of course, I love watching the Champions League final. I love watching the FA Cup final. Uh, you know, I love watching all the big finals in football, the World Cup final as well. But for me, I don't think anything compares to WrestleMania. Like, obviously, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, pro wrestling referee as well. And wrestling is just something I've loved my whole life. But, I, you know, so people might think it's coming from a, a place of bias. But, you know, I've been a football fan my whole life. And I just don't think anything compares to watching WrestleMania. Like, it's just, it's absolutely insane. Like, I was just watching a uh, documentary known as WWE 24, which is a documentary series over on the WWE Network. And they were going over last year's WrestleMania and, like, showing a bit of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. I just got about halfway through it there before I started recording. And, like, just the magic, not just what you see on screen and, like, in the ring at WrestleMania, but just the stuff behind the scenes and seeing, you know these hard-working athletes who prepared the whole... You know, they, they, they worked their whole lives and careers for this moment to have a chance to, to wrestle at WrestleMania. And you can just see how much it means to them. And even like someone like Johnny Knoxville, who wrestled at last year's WrestleMania against Sami Zayn, you know, a celebrity, you could even see what a big deal it was for him and like how much he was blown away by the whole, um, you know, spectacle of the show. And that's exactly what WrestleMania is. It's a spectacle. It is the, like, most crazy thing you will see in any type of sport or form of entertainment. And that's what wrestling is. Sports entertainment. As much as people hate, you know, the as uh, they hate how much Vince McMahon used to coin that term, that is what wrestling is, lads. Professional wrestling is sports entertainment. And... This brings me on to something that's been quite topical around Ireland lately in regards to pro wrestling. And a couple of people actually mentioned it to me um, at work. And then I had one person, I think, reach out to me on Instagram asking me what I thought about it. And uh, I may as well address it right here, right now. So, a lot of you, especially if you're from Ireland, which most of you are because, you know, that's where this show hails from will be familiar with the comedian Tommy Tiernan. Now, Tommy Tiernan has a show on RTE known as The Tommy Tiernan Show, which is literally a talk show where the guests come on are unadvertised. They don't advertise them beforehand. Tommy Tiernan has no idea who's about to come out and greet him on stage. And even if he doesn't know the person, he has to try and guess who they are. And if he doesn't know who they are, he just has to ask them questions about who they are and what they do. And... I don't know what season he's on of that show, but uh, he just started up a new season. And the first person to be interviewed on the Tommy Tiernan show for the current season was the man, Becky Lynch. Not only the first Irish women's WWE champion, but also the first Irish and female winner of the main event of WrestleMania back in 2019 when she defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in what was a good match on a very fucking long show. That was the last time WrestleMania was actually uh, on just one night, and it was seven hours long. Thank God we don't have to worry about that anymore. But Becky Lynch appeared on the show, and it was clear Tommy Tiernan didn't have a clue who she was. I don't really have a problem with that. Listen, you know, 
a lot of people have heard of Becky Lynch, a lot of people haven't. Like I'm, you know, I'm not really arsed either way whether people have heard of her or not. But Tommy Tiernan was absolutely slaughtered afterwards for the way he handled the interview. Now I didn't see it as it aired. I was only, to be honest with you, I only knew it, the interview happened because I saw so many people giving out about it. And essentially what happened was, Becky Lynch came out, Tommy Tiernan didn't know who she was, she explained who she was, and Tommy Tiernan went on to kind of berate what Becky Lynch does for a living. Now, here's why I'm not overly enraged about it. Number one, it's Tommy Tiernan. Like, no offence to the guy. I went to see Tommy Tiernan live back in 2019, and I had a good time. I thought it was really funny. Like, there were moments where I was belly laughing. It was so funny. Uh, You know, like, not disrespecting him or, like, what he does for a living. But at the end of the day, why, why should Tommy Tiernan's opinion on professional wrestling really bother me? Now, with that said, I think that... He should have handled the interview a lot better in terms of the fact that he was speaking to someone who is one of the biggest stars WWE have had for the last, you know, four or five years. But essentially, Becky Lynch was telling him, like, when she was introducing herself, that she was the first female to win the main event of WrestleMania. And Tommy Tiernan was like, ah, but did you actually win, though? Or like, do you know, were you told you were winning? And what I don't get is that it's 2023, right? Is this really still a conversation that we're having now? Like, is this still something we need to conversate about? (coughs) Excuse me, there's another cough. Like, everybody knows what wrestling is. Everyone knows that wrestling is scripted entertainment. But I don't understand this mentality of wrestling is scripted and therefore it shouldn't be respected. And that's what leads me on to the second thing that Tommy Tiernan said that, or the reason why I'm not taking what he said too seriously is when Becky, uh, Becky, when Becky Lynch was explaining about like what wrestling is and you know that it's storytelling and there's an art to the storytelling, and she was like, "Yeah, that's what it is. Like it's art." And then he went, "Ah, but it's not really, though, is it?" And that's where he completely lost me. Like he was already after losing me a bit at the start, and this is where he completely lost me when I did eventually get around to watching the interview. Like, if you're dismiss- dismissing wrestling as an art, you're just dismissing it altogether, and that's why I was like, "Okay." Tommy Tiernan clearly hasn't a fucking clue what he's talking about. He's trying to tell a woman who has main-evented WrestleMania, who has sacrificed her whole adult life, pretty much, to, you know, becoming this huge star in a very, very cutthroat industry. And, like, he's just completely, like, shitting all over her. And, and then telling her, like, that what she does is is a load of shite. Then he said that, I, I look at the fans and I just think, oh, they're a bunch of idiots. And I'm like, this is such an unprofessional interview. Like... I'm not offended, because, like, Tommy Tiernan calling someone an idiot is a bit of a, you know, it's the pot calling the kettle black. And, I, you know, I, I've become fond of an old phrase that I heard recently. A lot of people like to act like their farts don't stink. And Tommy Tiernan is one of these people. Tommy Tiernan is a comedian, right? And I think he's pretty decent. As I said, I went to see him live uh, in the Marquee back in 2019. I had a good time, like, you know, not going to criticise him for that. But comedians, like Tommy Tiernan, can be silly. Like, not all the jokes they make are clever, thought-out jokes. Some of the jokes are just a bit fucking silly. And he was definitely guilty of telling a few silly stories that night. So for him to kind of, like, you know, 
really dismiss wrestling and say that people who, who get into it are idiots and all that. It's like, dude, you tell jokes for a living. Like, don't don't act like what you do is, you know, clean cut and, you know, all sophisticated and all that. Like, get over yourself, like. And I instantly lose interest in someone who says that when they were watching wrestling and their cutoff point was when they were watching Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Because that's what Tommy Tiernan said. Those were the names he grew up watching. And I think... You know, a lot of us wrestling fans are just sick of hearing those names when people, especially if you know, if, if you see an Irish or British wrestler who's doing well in the states, whether it's WWE or AEW, and then you see the the you know you, you read a, an article about it online, and the article says that oh, you know, back in the day we had Giant Haystacks and 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 Big Daddy, and it's like okay, like come on, like since then we've had William Regal, we've had Fit Finlay, we've had Sheamus, we've had Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, obviously now. You know, there's been so many great names from both Ireland and the UK that have gone on to do fantastic things. You know, Pac is another one, or Adrian Neville, as he's now known. Zack Sabre Jr. Um, got Wade Barrett, obviously, had a decent run there. Drew McIntyre, first ever British uh, WWE champion. Obviously, Sheamus was the first Irish-born champion. Finn Balor, not just the first Irish Universal champion, the first Universal champion. Becky Lynch, the first female to main event WrestleMania. And first Irish-born women's champion. And... <coughs> another cough, excuse me, you know, when Tommy Tiernan was saying, like, amateur, like, you know who's going to win going into it. The fans don't know. The fans don't know who's going to win. I mean, sometimes when, I, when I'm refereeing, I don't know who's going to win. I'm not saying that all the time I don't know, but there are times where I don't have a clue who's going to win the match, which I think sometimes can make it more interesting. Especially, I mean, I was lucky enough to meet, you know, long-time wrestling referee, WWE legend, Charles Robinson, Little Nate himself, I got to meet him in Cardiff, and he, you know, when I asked him for some advice, he said, treat it like it's real, treat it like it's real, man, and I took that advice, I took that advice on board, but, you know, people like Tommy Tiernan are, you know, like, again, not trying to offend the guy as much as he tried to offend Becky Lynch, but it's so clear to me he doesn't understand what wrestling is, and wrestling, I think, is one of these things where you either get it or you don't, and I'm privileged enough that I do get it and I'll be the first to admit that wrestling can be silly a lot of the time but when wrestling storytelling is done right for me it's the best form of storytelling you can get and like (coughs) another cough (coughs) god that one really brought up my whole fucking dinner uh sorry to disgust the audience but um you know when I look at the storytelling of wrestling and I you know you look at something like a soap opera, we'll say like Coronation Street, or even you know a very famous series like I don't know The Walking Dead or The Last of Us that's on now. Like these are good series, and I even think soap operas like Coronation Street can be good. But as much as people want to call wrestling fake, wrestling's a lot more real than anything else you see on TV, because these are real life stunt men and stunt women who are. Putting their bodies at risk and putting their bodies through sudden, like absolutely unbelievable damage for the entertainment of a live audience and millions watching around the world. And people like Tommy Tiernan don't understand how the life of a professional wrestler on the independent scene, you know, wrestlers coming up through the ranks, like, that's not an easy life. It's... You know, people want to disrespect wrestling by calling it fake or whatever, but if you see the amount of hours and traveling and training and 
you know, a lot of uh, all the energy that you have to put into wanting to become a professional wrestler and to see how many years it takes to get to any level of notoriety and any level of, you know, financial reward. If people could see that more, I think it would earn a lot more respect. You know what I mean? Like, you hear so many people who have done, you know, shoot fighting or, you know, real fighting, for lack of a better term, who say that, you know, man, when I was doing real fighting, it was nothing like when I, you know, did a little bit of pro wrestling. Like, I mean, Frank Mir was saying that. Like, Frank Mir said that pro wrestlers, Frank Mir, obviously a former UFC heavyweight champion, he said that, you know, pro wrestlers put their bodies through so much more than, you know, than MMA fighters do. Because, you know, hypothetically, you could go into an MMA fight and come out unscathed. Like, it's not easy, but technically you could do that. Whereas when you go into a pro wrestling match, you know you're going to be going out there for 10, 15 minutes or however long it is. And you're going to be taking bumps. And you're going to be, you know, flying off the top rope. You're going to be doing suicide dives on on the outside. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be a night where you're putting your body through a lot of a lot of pain, and, and you know that's that's something that I think a lot of people need to realize about wrestling as well. And I know I'm, you know kind of going on more long of a rant than I intended to with this, but there is so much pain involved in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sit here and pretend that oh that these are real fights with legitimate outcomes. No, like we all know it's scripted entertainment with predetermined outcomes. That's not a secret and it hasn't been for many many decades, but. To look at that and think that, oh, there's no pain involved and the fans are idiots and that, what did he say, Tommy Tiernan, that, like, it's obvious storytelling. What I would say to that, you know, to respond to that with is, watch Brock Lesnar defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 and end The Undertaker's undefeated streak, which he was at 21-0 at that point, and look at the crowd's reaction to that finish and tell me that it was obvious storytelling. Never in a million years did anybody think Brock Lesnar was winning that match. And, you know, there's obviously the, the, the famous shocked Undertaker guy with the eyes bulging out of his head. Like, that was... I, I To this day, I'll never forget when the Undertaker streak ended. Like, I remember like I remember sitting there going, no, no, so, something must have went wrong. Like, no, the streak's not over, surely not. And then, you know, the graphic appeared of 21-1 and 1 and... Brock Lesnar himself looks shocked and Paul Heyman's going mental and the crowd are just stunned into silence. Like, it's it's insane when you, when, you, when, you, when you go back and watch it. And again, some people will get it, some people won't. But what I will say there, Tommy Tiernan is, you know, I think to cut the guy a little bit of slack, I think there were times where he was trying to be funny. Like, I think there were times where I think he was he was saying things just to have a laugh. But then there were times where... He was just being a bit of a dick. And in fairness to Becky Lynch, she has the patience of an absolute saint. Because, man, like, the way he was fucking talking to her, she would have had every right to go, do you know what? No, I'm not doing this. Like, you're disrespecting my profession, a profession that I have dedicated so much of my life to, to the point you know, where I've gotten, you know, so many injuries and have, you know, and wrestling can be emotionally draining. It's like, no, fuck this. I'm not sitting here and taking it. But she handled it really... She handled it better than I would have. Let's just say that. Uh, but, you know, and listen, Tommy Tiernan, like, another painful interview I watched with him was the Roy Keane one. Like, I remember talking to one of my friends at work about the, uh, about that interview. And, like, I love Roy Keane. I do. But that interview was painful. Roy Keane and Tommy Tiernan. It was the most awkward fucking interview. And, like, I love Roy Keane. And I think Roy Keane can be hilarious. 
you know, when he actually opens up. But this was very kind of like Roy Keane was kind of you know doing the hard man thing, and Tommy Tiernan was kind of like trying to have like this deep, meaningful conversation with him, and it was just, it was just a bit. I just thought it fell really flat, and I thought like some people thought it was funny, but I just found it very awkward and honestly kind of boring. So listen, what I would say to Tommy Tiernan is, you know. Maybe uh, realize that, you know, you're in an industry that can be quite silly, but also can be very entertaining. And that's what pro wrestling is. It's, it's an industry which is, it can be silly, but it's unbelievably entertaining. And I would welcome anybody who has never seen wrestling before or who is you know willing to give wrestling a chance to tune into WrestleMania this weekend on both Saturday and Sunday night on the WWE Network and give it a chance. Because I'm telling you, there will be some quality matches with some great storytelling, and WWE produced some of the most amazing video packages in the world, so don't don't feel under pressure to go back and watch, you know, every episode of Raw and SmackDown leading up to WrestleMania. WWE put together these unbelievable video packages before the matches, explaining the story, breaking it down, and really giving the match those big fight feels, um, so, like, you know, that everyone can be involved. Because, like, you know, I think WWE are quite aware of that, that, like, Every show is someone's first show. I think Stan Lee used to say that, like, every, you know, every comic or every movie, like, it's someone's first comic or first movie. And, like, wrestling's no different. Like, you know, every, every show, I think, would be someone's first show or, you know, a, a lot of people's first show. And especially something as big as WrestleMania where, you know, a lot of people will be kind of telling their friends or their partners or whatever, hey, look, you know, this wrestling thing that you take the piss out of me for liking, maybe, you know, tune in and watch this this show with me and it might change your mind in it. Mightn't make you a fan, to the point where you want to tune in every week and you don't know, get invested in it all the time, but maybe give you more of an understanding of why millions of people around the world enjoy it. And yeah, like that's all I gotta say to Tommy Tiernan. And I think that took like fifteen minutes for me to say that, but I feel good about it. like I mean <coughs> not the cough. Like this time we'll say God three, four, five years ago, I would have taken something like that really to heart and I would have got really upset over it. And then I just, I got to a stage with wrestling where I was just like, look, I love it. You know, I don't need to justify to people why I love a form of entertainment. Like, at the end of the day, wrestling is storytelling, it's entertainment, and it's very athletic. Like, I don't need to, you know, justify to people why I like it. Some pe- If some people don't like it, who cares? Like, listen, as wrestling fans, you know, we're a proud bunch, and we're very protective of our business, because I suppose we've had to spend pretty much our whole at least teenage and adult lives explaining to people why we like this and you know I think that's why so many people in wrestling can get quite you know not I don't want to say paranoid but some people in wrestling can get quite you know distracted by wanting to get to the top of this industry because it's like we've spent so long defending this and you know when people were claiming to have grown out of this like I stayed loyal to this and you know that comes into it as well and I guess that's why you're always worrying about you know losing your spot because I think we all we all believe as wrestling fans that we love this more than anybody else in the world does and that I think carries over into people who actually go and pursue this as a career I think it's why it's partly why I don't think I could ever be a full-time wrestler I think I love this so much that if I did it like, you know, like I see some of the guys on the Irish scene do, I think eventually I would kind of, kind of, you know, I'd, I'd stop being a fan. I don't ever want to stop being a fan. Like, I still think, to kind of open up about a bit of a personal goal here, I still want to have at least one pro wrestling match. Like, I've been lucky enough to referee however many shows I've refereed at this stage, and obviously I'm refereeing again next week on Good Friday. But 
man, like I would kill to have just even one pro wrestling match, just to say I had one. You know, if I had more than one, great. But if I if I could have just one, that would be that would be really really cool. So watch this space with that. Listen, you never know. Maybe one day. Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, and Logan Paul all rest, you know made their wrestling debuts at WrestleMania last year. Like, well, Pat McAfee had wrestled before that, but you know what I mean. Their main roster WWE debuts last year. It's not totally out of the realm of possibility for me to have a match at an RCW show one day, even if it is at a Matt and I show. You never know. But I completely forgot the point I was making before this. But yeah, oh yeah, now I remember. Um, yeah, like you know, wrestling is you know the moral of the story is that wrestling is something that should get a lot more respect than it does. Like, I remember I said this before, like, you know, if Colin Farrell wins an Oscar, he's hailed as this amazing actor and he's praised for it and people commend him for the work he put in. But if Becky Lynch or Finn Balor or Sheamus win, you know, a WWE title at WrestleMania or just a WWE title, you know, at any uh, WWE show, it's kind of looked down on as, oh, well, that's just fake. Like, they only won that because... They were told to win it. It's like, yeah, they became such big stars coming from this very small island after putting years and years of work into it, traveling the world, building up their names to get to a point where the biggest wrestling promotion in the world that's watched by millions of people all around the globe said, we're putting this title on you to represent our brand. Like, how is that something that can be disrespected? You don't have to be a fan of it. Just like, for example, I'm not a fan of... Formerly one, right? I have no interest in it. I find it quite boring for me. But I can appreciate that it must be incredibly difficult to drive those awkward-looking cars at an incredible speed around the racetrack, you know, over and over again. Like, it doesn't appeal to me, but I'm not going to sit here and say, actually, that's just easy. It's just driving. Like, no. Like, that's a really tough thing to have to do. And fair play to the guys who do it. Like, you know, good on you. Make that money. Like, you know, God bless you. But as Michael Bisping would say, right? Different horses for different courses. Wrestling's not for everybody. Formula One's not for everybody. Football's not for everybody. We all have different interests. It doesn't mean we need to shit on everyone else for what interests they have. And that is the rant over about Tommy Tiernan's, you know, really bad interview with Becky Lynch, which was only bad because Tommy Tiernan made it bad. Becky Lynch handled herself really well. Let's move on. So what I'm going to really quickly do now on this episode, right, because I spent far too long going on about that rant, is I'm going to pick three matches from every WrestleMania, from WrestleMania 23 onwards. No, let's change it up. We'll go from WrestleMania 19. I'm making an executive decision. WrestleMania X7 onwards, right? It was originally going to be 23 onwards because that was the first WrestleMania I watched live. Then I was like, no, no, there's, there's, there's some key matches, you know, that happened before that. Let's talk about those as well. And then I was like, maybe WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania 19, because that was my favorite WrestleMania from my childhood. And then I went, no, let's go WrestleMania X7, which is, you know, widely considered to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Not in my opinion, but that's what a lot of people think. And it was at, it was at the peak of when wrestling was at its, you know, most popular. So, yeah, I'm going to pick three matches from each show. That I think everyone should check out. So I'm already 26 minutes into this. Probably longer and considering you know, the editing and stuff. But as as of right now as I'm recording this. I'm pretty much 26 minutes in. So let's just get through this. <coughs> oh god the coughing is so annoying. But 
lads, you listen. If you listen to the episode I did with Alex, you'll know the amount of editing I had to do. Leave me alone. So here we go. WrestleMania X Seven. The three matches I think everyone needs to check out are Shane McMahon versus Vince McMahon, TLC two, and The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am not going to give any context to these matches. These are for people to write down, watch, and just enjoy. Or enjoy at least as much as you can. From WrestleMania 18, I will go with RVD versus William Regal, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, and I will also go with Undertaker versus Ric Flair. WrestleMania 19, I will go with Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan, and Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, which I will give a little bit of a, a cool fact about this. To this day, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle is the only main event of WrestleMania in history where both wrestlers performed under their real name. Isn't that mad? WrestleMania 20, the three matches I will recommend will be The Undertaker versus Kane, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Trust me on that one. Wrestling fans will be like, what? Really? That one? And as tragic as this one may be, the main event that night of Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. I will have to give a bit of context to that one. If you're not aware, Chris Benoit was one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time uh, who, on over a weekend in 2007, at 40 years of age, uh, killed his wife and son and then committed suicide. Uh, it turns out that he had the brain of a for, of a eighty uh, year old man with Alzheimer's over the amount of brain trauma he had or head trauma he had. And yeah, so like you know, take a pinch of salt with that one. If you don't want to watch that match, I would then recommend Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. WrestleMania twenty one. The three matches I would recommend would be the Money in the Bank ladder match, which yes does have Chris Benoit in it as well, but there's like seven people in the match, so you know you barely notice him. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, and I would also recommend John Cena versus JBL for that show as well. WrestleMania 22, Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon. God, WrestleMania 22 is actually a tricky one because there's some good ones in there. I'll go Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon. (coughs) (coughs) Nearly choked my own spit there. Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, and Kurt Angle in in a triple threat match. And I will also go with the, yeah, watch the Money in the Bank ladder match from from that year as well. It's actually pretty good too. WrestleMania 23, which was the first WrestleMania I watched live. For me, these three matches are easy. John Cena versus Shawn Michaels, Undertaker versus Batista, and the Bobby Lashley versus Umaga match, which features Vince McMahon and former US President Donald Trump Sr. So... That one should, you know, it, it should at least get a few of you to want to watch it. 24. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Undertaker versus Edge. And the triple threat match for the WWE title, which is John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton. WrestleMania 25, right? This is where I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm only going to pick one match from WrestleMania 25. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. That's the only match you need to see from that show. There's some okay matches on that show, but... They pale in comparison to Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels that night. Just watch that match from WrestleMania 25. 26. I will say the same. 
but I will give an honourable mention to John Cena versus Batista that night. WrestleMania 27. I'm going to give three matches, but one of them is, to be honest with you, it's only so people can see what bad wrestling actually does look like. And I'll give you that match. That's Michael Cole versus Jerry the King Lawler. If you want to see a bad wrestling match, watch that one. But if you want to see a great wrestling match, watch Undertaker versus Triple H. And if you want to see a decent WrestleMania match, watch Edge versus Alberto Del Rio. Or Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Take your pick with that one. WrestleMania 28. Again, these three matches are quite easy to pick out for me. John Cena versus The Rock. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. And The Undertaker versus Triple H in the end of an era Hell in a Cell match. WrestleMania 29, which is the WrestleMania so bad, it made me take a little bit of a break from wrestling for a little bit. But amazingly, there are three matches I would recommend. There is the rematch between John Cena and The Rock. There is the Undertaker versus CM Punk match. And there is also the Brock Lesnar versus Triple H match, which... Watch it, and then watch a YouTube video explaining what went wrong before the match, which just made the actual match itself a bit of a disaster. WrestleMania 30. I know I've already kind of spoiled it for people who may uh, not have seen it, but I would recommend Undertaker vs. Brock Lesnar, where the streak came to an end. I would highly recommend the uh, opening match between Daniel Bryan and Triple H, and then the main event later that night between Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and Batista. WrestleMania 31. Now, this is going to be an interesting one because this was the first, not the first, this was my favourite WrestleMania that I've ever watched live, by far. <coughs> Excuse me. You have to watch the main event, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Here's a hint about that match, right? You want to know who wins the main event of WrestleMania 31 between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Somebody not in the match. What more reason do you need to go watch that now? So watch that, watch uh, Sting versus Triple H from that night, and also watch watch the segment where The Rock, Ronda Rousey, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon did their thing, because that was actually quite cool. It's technically not a match, but who cares. WrestleMania 32, I would recommend Undertaker Shane McMahon, uh, the Intercontinental title ladder match that night, and I will also recommend the women's triple threat match that night it was really the first time where the women were given a proper amount of time to have a classic wrestlemania match and boy did they did they deliver easy for me to say 33 watch the fatal four-way tag team ladder match which features one of the greatest wrestling returns in wrestling in wwe history and wrestling history i realize now i'm starting to give a bit of context to these matches because other than that, it would just be me listing out a load of pro wrestling matches, but fuck it, here we are. Uh, so watch that. W- watch the main event that night between Undertaker and Roman Reigns, because it really shows how, like, it shows the kind of sad part of wrestling of how hard it can be for veterans to let go of their careers. So I would check that match out. And also watch Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Watch the first Lesnar-Goldberg match at WrestleMania 20, and then come back and watch their match at WrestleMania 33. WrestleMania 34, the opening match. There's an Irishman in this match. It is between Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Then watch... uh, Oh, actually, WrestleMania 34. Watch Undertaker John Cena. That's quite an interesting spectacle. And then watch the tag team match. And I'm going to use that word loosely, match. Between The Bar, which is a team which consists of Cesaro and Irishman Sheamus. Against Braun Strowman and a 10-year-old boy. 
Again, if that doesn't intrigue you, I don't know what will. Actually, let me take that back. Let me take out the... What match did I put in there? Before Take out the Undertaker-Cena one. Watch the tag match. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's... That's, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that match happened at that show. WrestleMania 35. I would recommend... Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. The main event... Uh, the first ever female uh, WrestleMania main event, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. And I will also put in maybe Triple H and Batista from that night. That was a fucking long show. Do not watch that entire show. You know, we all have lives to be living. And that was too fucking damn long of a show. WrestleMania 36, which was the first WrestleMania to not take place in front of a crowd. Because yes, they, they, that, that, I can't speak English. This show did take place just after the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus, which shut down the world. But this was also the first ever two-night WrestleMania, which means I get to recommend six matches, because, you know, it's my show and I get to make the rules. From night one, the Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles. I'll say no more about that. I think that was the same night Sami Zayn wrestled Daniel Bryan. That's a really fun match. And I believe also that night... We saw, I think it was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. I'm pretty sure that match was on night one as well. From night two, I can guarantee all these matches are on night two. The Firefly Funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Uh, the main event that night between Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. And I've actually forgotten the third match that I was about to recommend. So, you know what? I, okay, you're only getting five matches there. There was another match. What was the match? There was definitely another match that night that was pretty good. I think, yeah, it was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I'm pretty sure that was on night two. Anyways, look, there's, five, there's six matches there for you to watch. This, they might they might have been on the wrong nights to what I said, but uh, fuck it. Th- there you go. There's all the matches you can watch that night. WrestleMania 37 is a weird one because this is when... Rest- it was the first wrestling WWE show, at least, that was back in front of a crowd, even though it was quite a limited crowd, and it was in the building that WrestleMania 36 was supposed to be in. Before the COVID outbreak happened. And to be honest. It's such a weird show. WrestleMania 37. It is a very very strange show. But night one. I would recommend. Probably the main event. uh, Bianca Belair versus uh, Sasha Banks. Then I would maybe say. Shane and Braun Strowman. Had quite an, an interesting match. And I think that night as well. We saw. What else? I think Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley had their match that night. Actually, you know what? Bad Bunny had his debut match there. If any of you are Bad Bunny fans, he teams up with Damian Priest to take on The Miz and John Morrison. That would be the other match I would recommend there. From night two, I would definitely say, again, the main event. I mean, to be fair, most of the shows I've mentioned, the main event has been quite good. Some cases, not so much. But this was one of those good main events. Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens is a really good match that takes place that night. And maybe I would recommend the opening match that night again if you want to see some really weird, bad wrestling. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I I spent so long sticking up for the industry only to start recommending some bad matches. But I suppose it's good because most of the matches I'm recommending here are absolute classics. But I'm also throwing in some bad matches so that people can see the difference between great storytelling in wrestling and bad storytelling in wrestling. So, you know, I I think I'm actually... Oh, no, I'm backing up my point. There we go. I'm not being a hypocrite like I thought I was like two seconds ago. 
And yeah, now we come on to last year's WrestleMania. I think this one might be a bit easier for me to recommend because it's quite fresh in my mind. I will say from night one, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, Austin's first match back in 19 years. I will also recommend... Okay, I'm actually torn between two now. Okay, the one I'm definitely not torn for is Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Again, a beautiful piece of storytelling from the entrances right till the finish. And no, I'm not going to go at Logan Paul's debut match. I'm going to go with uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. That's the match I'm going to go with. I think the best women's match WWE have ever done, especially at WrestleMania. And night two, I would recommend uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I would recommend Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, which is still my favorite ever wrestling match. You know what, though? It's it's one of these things where, on my list of top 10 wrestling matches of all time, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville is number zero. Because for me, it's it's above number one. That's how much fun I had watching that match. But uh, yeah, just check it out. So what did I say? Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Uh, I'm already after completely forgetting the other match that I recommended that happened on night two. Oh yeah, Pat McAfee versus uh, Austin Theory. And I would also recommend from night two of WrestleMania 38, I would say watch the main event actually yeah watch the main event between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because Brock actually gets hurt throughout the match and it's kind of interesting I think for people to see what happens when someone gets hurt in a wrestling match but continues I think he injured his shoulder as far as I remember but I think I think as far as I I feel like I'm forgetting something really obvious from the second night of Wrestlemania but I don't think I don't think I am Actually, now. Yeah, no, never mind. There we go. Those are all my recommended matches for WrestleMania. So, I hope you were taking notes. And if you wanted to skip all that, I understand too. But fuck it. That was the plan of this episode from the beginning. Then I spent too long talking about Tommy Tiernan. So, you know, he can go fuck himself. And, yeah, now we're here at the end of the episode, lads. But, yes, WrestleMania 39 will be taking place this weekend at the SoFi Stadium in... Hollywood, California, or Los Angeles, California, I should say, promises to be an amazing show. If you've never seen a wrestling show before, why not make this one your first? And then why not come down to the Kino on Washington Street in Cork City next Friday to watch Rebel County Wrestling. That's just what Jesus said, sir. Refereed by yours truly. Right, I'm going to leave you with an epic WrestleMania promo, uh, video package, I should say, video package slash promo, same kind of thing. And until next time, lads... I will try and get rid of this horrible dry cough, and I will talk to you all later. Have a good one. Also this Sunday, the WWF title on the line. The Rockets don't cold beat for the richest prize in the business. Coming up next, folks, we hope to get a final word from the Rockers Stone Cold next here on SmackDown. We're still here. Join SmackDown in the heart of Times Square at WWF New York. And we are on the last stop on the rocky road to WrestleMania. Three days away from Rock Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be in the main event at WrestleMania. Oh, 
Federation champion. 